The forests of India's western ghats are teeming with life. Many amphibian species live there, and a few have only been discovered in the past few decades. As frogs hop from log to log and branch to branch, one species doesn't see what all the fuss is about when it comes to living in the sun. The bizarre-looking purple frog prefers the subterranean lifestyle, and nothing could make them come out of their soft-soiled homes. Well, nothing except one thing. But an offbeat lifestyle away from predators is just one of the many strategies in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, search Cassie Michelle on YouTube. And today we're talking about a frog with a secret underground life, but more on that later. Yeah. Like... I'm trying to think of someone with an underground life. Hannah Montana. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Like just not like, actual. I was, I was thinking like sewer workers, miners. No, I was thinking of someone who leads a secret life. It's that dwarf. I don't know. I just after because um, Miley Cyrus sang at the the New Year's thing, so that's why I was thinking of thinking of that underground life. Anyway, this purple. That's about all that this that this animal and uh, Miley Cyrus have in common: underground lives. But, <laughs> We're talking about the purple frog, which is both of those things for once. <laughs> purple a, and a frog? Yes. The name the names match up. It's not like, oh, but it's not actually a frog or it's not actually purple. It is. And purple animals are not common. No, they're not. And this animal, does, it's an interesting one. It's for like sure. a blue food. Yeah. I mean, you can make blue food really common yeah, if you I mean, leave it out. <laughs> Or if you put blue dye in it. Or, if you, or yeah, if you just let the right kind of mold grow on it. My bread turns blue pretty pretty frequently. It, but mold is usually like a little greener than blue. Sure. It's like just, blueberries are actually purple on the outside, green on the inside. Or like darkish green. Huh? Blueberries are blue to me. At least the ones I get. Purple Sometimes grapes purplish. But... We're talking about the purple frog, which is, yeah, I mean, it's pretty purple, I guess. I'll talk about it in the description, but we're going to call it here the Tubby Tush Tunneler. Nice. The Amphibious Puff Mole and Mr. Munch. I was going to go with Munch. If you don't remember Mr. Munch, search your nightmares for uh, the uh, purple... Uh, animatronic drummer thing from Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, he's not that nightmarish. He looks like a dinosaur. Look him up. <laughs> Look him up. He is definitely the reason why they created Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess the plushes look way better. And there's a guy in a suit that looks really good. Well, really good is relative to the animatronic. He's the grimace of Chuck E. Cheese, and he's way worse. <laughs> I feel like I need to see him in motion. Mr. Munch? Yeah. I feel like I never want to see him in motion. 
because that means I'm going to die probably. I don't know. <laughs> I watched some Five Nights at Freddy's videos recently, and, and I'm just animatronics are the worst. Anyway, let's taxonomize Mr. Munch here. Well, before you get into that, uh, so we we downloaded TikTok because it's it's Vine 2.0 now. Sure. And, uh, well, it's probably not as good as Vine because there's horrible, horrible things, including a thing where people are like acting as animatronics. So like they'll do a song as if they are an animatronic and it's horrifying because they're good at it. (laughs) Or they just do the robot and sing a song about, about the laughing place, like in Splash Mountain. They'll do like some like song, like there's like 10 songs that are always in TikToks and they'll just do one of those as animatronics and they move with an unearthly just gestations gate. Yeah. Gestations. (laughs) Isn't that how long it takes for you to go from a zygote to a, (laughs) to being born? What what is that part of speech for gesture? It's gesture is the word gestures. Yeah. I guess gesticulation. That's it. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Can can we, uh, Okay, let's taxonomize this before we talk about TikTok for a single second more. It's in a kingdom, the purple frog is. Uh, the purple frog is in the kingdom you know, love, and are in. That kingdom is, of course, Animalia. Phylum is Chordata because he's got a spine. Class is Amphibia because we're dealing with a frog. And also because we're dealing with a frog, the order is Anura. True frogs and toads are all in here. Um, the family is, here we go. Nasicabactracidae. Na- and the genus is Nasicabactracus. And the species is Sayadrensis. Sayadrensis. So usually when you say these, I have time to like try to figure out what the emphasis is on the word. <laughs> but yeah, sci- so the nomenclature is Nasicabactracus Cyatrensis. Did you pick it just for this? No. Well, I mean, it's it was it's not like one of the first species ever discovered in time. So like, although new species are usually like they'll be like John today, <laughs> John today, Pink Floydier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But not this time. All right. Well, since it's we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Record scratch. Never mind. Because it's a frog. And we've done lots of frogs. And we all know that a group of frogs is called an army. So it's time for the replacement for that whenever this happens. Nitty gritty nomenclature. So, Joey... <laughs> what does Nasicabactracus mean? <laughs> is it? Oh, so I'll give you I'll give you your four options. Uh, it, first of all, it's Sanskrit. I hope that helps. Um, the is it a dirt breath? B nose frog. C purple frog, or D purple balloon. Nasicab. Backtrackus, which is the, the genus name. I'm going to go with nose frog, final answer. 
Ding, ding, ding. You were correct. Was that a guess or did you know? Because it was... No, that was a guess. I was between... The other two, like, because I know that sometimes you come up with, like, fake things by just looking at it and saying what comes to mind. And the other two are very much that. But I was thinking maybe dirt frog because of the way that, like, humans usually encounter them emerging from the dirt. So they look like little turnips come to life. But... I was, hope, I was hoping very, that dirt breath would get you because breath and like trachea and it's back trachis. And if you if you see it written out, I ruled out the the easy ones that you came up with by being small brained, and then my small brainedness did not get me to the trick that you had planned. <laughs> <laughs> my my trap was way too smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I that that I'll I'll definitely have better ones, I guess. Um, yeah. I was hoping that purple frog would be just on the nose enough, but on the nose, interesting. Yes, nose frog. So it's the this is Sanskrit, and if you don't know what Sanskrit it is, is the base language um, in India, Pakistan area in that region of the world a lot of actual uh a lot of english words come from sanskrit because uh, english is a mix of a lot of original languages um but when you think of sanskrit you usually think of uh, hindi and hindi is spoken in india and that's where this guy lives so there's a small sliver of land slightly inland near the southwestern shore of india called the palget gap and that's the only place where the purple frog lives it likes loose damp soil at very low elevations Ugh, same i i like firm damp soil i don't i don't i don't deal with the loose stuff you don't like it in between your toes and stuff like that no no i want to i want it to be firm enough for me to sleep on when when, (laughs) when it comes time to sleep when, when sleeps are ready. Um, now that we know where it lives, let's talk about what it looks like because we're in for a treat. You should definitely look it up eventually if you are not driving, but um, let me paint you a word picture. So it's a pretty weird looking frog. It, it's tough to... So it looks like an inflated version of one of those puffed up desert rain frogs. One of those frogs that just looks like it's blown itself up and it's just standing there to make itself look bigger. So that's kind mm-hmm. of it's kind of your 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 base tan there. Uh, it looks like it's constantly holding its breath. Its body is bifurcated, so there are two large puffed up sections on its back. Um, so there's like a valley in the middle. So it kind of looks like a little tush. <laughs> yeah. This is why it's the tubby tush tunneler. <laughs> um. It's it has smooth slimy skin that is brownish purplish. Some Google images look very purple, but those might be doctored. On the whole, it definitely seems like it's a very muddy purple, which is still purple, kind of like the um, Malabar giant squirrel, but it's 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 not a vibrant purple like you might think. Uh, the head is short, squat, and triangular, so it kind of looks like a mole's face, uh, which is why I also called it the amphibious puff mole. 
It does See, have a molish face. And it like is tiny very, little black beady eyes like a mole. Yeah, it and and that's the weird thing is that usually frogs have enormous eyes that take up that stick up above their head and take up a good portion of their head. Um, but these are really small and beady. They still stick up above the head, but um, yeah, it definitely looks like a mole for sure. Um, and there's a ridge of skin that extends from each eye to its pointy little nose, and then another ridge that goes from be- below the nose out along the jawline. So it kind—it looks like a star-nosed mole with these ridges of skin kind of going out, if you look directly at it. Um, and at certain angles, it even looks like it, it, its eyes are on stalks, like a slug. So it's really otherworldly, even though its eyes are not on stalks. But it looks like it has this big X and all comes down to the middle of its nose. Um, so basically, it's a frog, a star-nosed mole, and a soft-shelled turtle all rolled into one. Yeah, okay. It's the platypus of amphibians. And it's all puffed up with conceit. <laughs> Yeah. But the question is, would I be able to spot this easily if I were in the Palgate Gap? Is it big enough for me to see it? Or would it be too small? Well, let's see. Notice if I were trekking. That brings us to something that I like to call Measure Up. <coughs> Welcome to the beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show, the part of the show. When we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself saying, singing, or chittering. The words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We have not a chittering, not a saying, or a singing. We have a cooing this week. Uh, I I also want to point out that every week you say the official listener's favorite part of the show. And for the first time... I recognize some the uh, semantic or the lexical ambiguity. It's like it's only the official listener's favorite part of the show. <laughs> it's not the listener's official favorite part of the show. But if you're an official listener, then this is your favorite part of the show. And I find that offensive. <laughs> if you're an officially, if you have only heard of the podcast but never listened, it's not your favorite part of the show. It's like a subscriber's favorite part of the show. <laughs> uh anyway back back to it so we do have a new measure up intro this week we teased it before uh forgot about it for a week and then remembered <laughs> it <laughs> it's f- from mason uh without further, i know that guy without further ado the listener's favorite part of the show Measure up. He was hulking out for a bit, and then he was amused by it. No, he goes he, like that was him going Super Saiyan. <laughs> he does he does that every episode, and it takes a, it's a lot of screaming and and butt clenching. And but eventually, butts. Eventually, he does get to Ultra Instinct, and then uh, and then there's just no stopping him at that point. <laughs> I don't know what those words mean. I've. Well, I know what they mean separately. <laughs> it's the, I guess it's Super Saiyan mode. I really don't know what they mean either. I just heard some people talk about Ultra Instinct and Dragon Ball Z together. So that sounds like a, a, a really good stage to be in if you're fighting. So we'll, we'll go with that. 
<laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, thanks, Mason, for sending that in with your baby hands and fingers and brain. Um, but also thank you, Bibby, for actually doing that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for all, for doing the actual work. Um, and also saying measure up. <laughs> yeah, and also letting us know what was hap- actually happening. She and hopefully you don't hear Mason. He was crying earlier, but hopefully he doesn't, doesn't continue. Okay, let's talk length. There are 52.8 millimeters to 89.9 millimeters, which is like, they're around seven uh, centimeters. Uh, It's like three, four inches. Okay. So 89.9 millimeters is what we're going with. How many purple frogs go into India's tallest waterfall? Um. Here's a hint. Kunchakal? Kunchakal? There's your hint. <laughs> that <laughs> no Kunchikal. Conchical. K U N C H I K A L. Okay. Kunchikal. Yeah, it's, it's probably got Sanskrit all up in it. Uh, <laughs> the Kunchikal Falls is a cascading type. Which do you remember what that means? It falls. <laughs> It, it's water that goes from from up to down. Yeah, uh, on a series of steps, basically. So it, it it's, it's like a staircase. It's tiered. It's staged. It's not like Angel Falls, where it just it just goes off one Plummets. one thing. Okay, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Goodness, I have no idea how high waterfalls are. The problem with the waterfalls is that they all they they come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. I've never heard of this one. So it's not like Niagara or Victoria or Angel Falls level of height or volume. But I don't know. Let's say 500 feet. Yeah, from the the top of the cliff part to the where the water lands. That sounds good. And we're talking about what? Seven centimeters is 2.7 inches. Okay. Time for me to do math. I'm going to say 2,200. 2,200 frogs? 2,200 purple frogs stacked end to end would make a great and very slippery and odd looking ladder up the falls. (laughs) Well, the correct answer is 5,061 frogs. Oh, wow. Almost more than double. So this is like a 1,000 foot, like a 1,200 foot falls? It's a 455 meter. (laughs) 1,000 foot crutch. Or 1,493 foot waterfall. Yes. Okay. Now I'm just thinking a thousand foot crutch. You've totally dro- destroyed my train of thought. That was <laughs> big falls, though. Big falls. It, it's impressive if you see a video of it. Let's talk weight. And by the way, females are larger than males. Males are about the, a third the size. I think we're talking about female size here. Uh, they're about 165 grams. How many frogs go into the uh, go into India's largest animal? Do you know what that is? India's largest animal. It's probably the elephant. Yeah, the Indian elephant. 
Here's a hint. Indian elephants are smaller than African elephants and tend to live in jungle areas where their smaller size is an advantage, though they can also live in grasslands. How many grams? 165. All right, that's 5.8 ounces. Wow. All right. I know uh, African bull elephants are about 11,000 pounds. So I'm going to say this is 7,000. No. I'm going to say 22,000 frogs go into the Indian elephant. 22,000, you said? Uh Uh-huh. The correct answer is 24,191. I knew I was going to be close. They're about 8,800 pounds, or 3,992 kilograms. I went with 8,000 pounds for the for the Indian elephant, so that's why I was off. But nice. Pretty close. Okay. That's all I got. All right, so let's do some fast facts before we dive into the major fact. Um, this is actually a very understudied purple frog. <laughs> Out of all the purple frogs, it is the least studied. Um, <laughs> no, it has a you know a backup just in case it, it, it actually de- breaks its leg. Yeah, in, in case it can't perform, it has an under, understudy. Um, but uh, no, it's, it was actually only discovered I think in two thousand three, and um, so and it's very difficult to observe for reasons we will discuss later later but one of those reasons is that it only lives in a very small strip of land in south uh western india um and there aren't very many of them as far as we know um but what we do know is that it mostly eats termites but it also eat uh other little insects and bugs it finds kind of like a mole um and some local communities in the area will make amulets out of these frogs and give them to children in the hopes that they will help them reduce the children's fear of storms. <laughs> That's interesting. I'm not sure how where the connection is because I don't underst- I don't I didn't look into the I kind of have an idea, but we can talk about that when we talk about the major fact. Well, then let's go ahead and do just that. Okay. Well, uh, purple frogs lead an interesting lifestyle in that they spend the vast majority of their life underground. Because of that, they're very elusive. They were only first officially discovered in 2003. Uh, The locals had already known about them, obviously, because they were making necklaces. And some papers apparently described the species before 2003, but the, the... People that wrote the paper in 2003 were like, eh, who needs it? Who needs it? Uh, but this is the first time that they had, like, captured a specimen, measured it, and all the, all the whole nine yards. Uh, they went undiscovered for a long time because they only come out when uh, field scientists are cozied up by their lab computers to get out of the rain. Why? Because... Uh, <laughs> Even now, much of their underground activities are unknown to researchers. It lives underground all year round, except for it when it emerges for two weeks to to breed. It's like um, a cicada. Yeah, purple frogs come out during the monsoon season when rainfall increases. When researchers aren't trying to spend their nights in the jungle, uh, so during that time. 
Males call out to females over the din of waterfall and rain. They only have two weeks to find a mate or their magic runs out and they can no longer be Santa frog. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't, I would have had no idea what you were talking about. Had we not watched the Santa Claus two? had I not watched that for the first time this year. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the pressure's on for these frogs. Um, Except for the the consequence is not a vague you can't be Santa anymore. It's a you can't like procreate and continue your lineage. That's important for above. Yeah, and uh, above ground they look kind of weird as we've talked about. Um, Their bloated little bodies and small heads make them look like a frog in a funhouse mirror, but their weird bodies are designed to burrow and drill underground. Their pointed noses seem like they would be ideal for drilling in soft soil. Underground living isn't new for frogs, right? Because most of a lot of frogs burrow underground mm-hmm. and emerge to feed, like bullfrogs. Yeah, a lot of I think a lot of toads live underground, uh, but not so with our purple friends. They feed entirely underground on a diet of what you you mentioned is mostly termites. They have a special buccal groove that helps them feed underground, which I don't know what that is. I tried to look it up. I do, I do not. It sounds like if it's anything like buccal pumping, which is what um, like the snakehead does when it breathes actual air. I think it's like a, a, a vacuum way of feeding. Maybe a tube like maybe. Yeah. Yeah, like using yeah using suction power to do things is buccal. Huh. I believe I don't know. I'm the shot in the dark here. What? Is, what? How does it spelled? It like buckle pump. B u c c a l. And what is the other word? Groove like a like when you're playing the bass. Oh yeah, our teeth have this. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I couldn't find anything about this frog. Hmm. I don't understand any of the words I'm saying, so let's move on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tadpoles are... Uh, so, they they emerge in the rainy season during monsoon times. So, that, that they, they are born in the storm. So, maybe that's why people are like, look, here's the little ornaments of the storm. Wear them on your neck. You know, like, that kind of thing. Maybe, yeah. Don't be afraid. Look at this doofy little frog that the storm produced. Storms can't be bad if they make these doofs. It'll protect you. <laughs> this is doofy frog. <laughs> so tadpoles are born in the rainy season. And they're especially adapted to living in torrents and waterfalls. They have special mouths with keratinized teeth that allow them to cling to rocks. Um... So they they use their mouths to climb up moist rock faces, especially near waterfalls. The these weird little teeth um, continuously are continuously replaced like a shark's, hmm. and they studied this with a microscope because they're that tiny. Um, not the frog in general, but the teeth, the tadpole teeth. Yeah, um, they're very very small. So they're they use them to like suction their their way up rocks. And they literally spend their lives going from climbing up these rock faces to living entirely underground. It's just they they don't live unless it's hard. 
Yeah. Well, they run, the soil is soft. They run toward the roar. <laughs> yes, they do. Probably not. That's probably exactly what they're trying to avoid because they live underground. And yeah, and they and tigers live where they live, so Yeah. I don't think a tiger is gonna have much to do with a tiny frog. Probably not. <laughs> but Although still. speaking of tiny, it is fairly large for subterranean frogs. I don't, I don't know many. Primary, primarily subterranean frogs. But that's all I got. It's, it's a purple frog. It's definitely a frog that looks like it spends most of its time away, away, from, away from others. <laughs> <laughs> Playing WoW. <laughs> it's just plays World of Warcraft. I'm trying to find a picture of this amulet, but I can't. Like if it's like just a dried carcass of the frog that people wear around their neck, or they, or if it's like they make they like craft a version of it. I'm not really sure because I'm seeing a lot of crafted versions of it. But my initial thought went with that statement was that they just like they would find a dead one or something and then desiccate it and attach it to a. A necklace so that everybody's just walking around wearing these dead frogs on their neck but maybe that's a little bit crazy <laughs> maybe people just use glass and fashion a nice one. Oh, yeah who knows well but someone does someone does who but among us you and me knows no one if you do know let us know tweet at us um, but for you out there in podcasts go singing in the rain burrow your way into obscurity and help children overcome their fear of storms like the purple frog here in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey, LDT listeners. Thanks for listening to the end of the episode. For your loyalty, you get a shameless self-promotion from us. If you haven't already, leaving a review on your favorite podcast app can really help us grow. But telling your podcast-loving friends about us is even better. Also, don't forget to send in your measure-up intros and animal suggestions to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. As always, thanks, most of all, for listening. podcast <laughs> I'm tired of coughing aren't we all what a lame Pokemon yeah I mean before it got levitate it was just the worst <laughs>